The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. To listen to part two of tonight's interview and all of our material going back to 2008, don't miss out and subscribe. It's very simple. All you have to do is click on the subscribe button of our website at VeritasRadio.com and you'll receive your login immediately. And have you listened to Sanitas Radio yet? Take a look at all the shows we've done so far and all the upcoming guests. You have no idea what these shows can do for you and your loved ones. You will never hear what they have to say in the mainstream media. I guarantee it. Remember, your greatest wealth is your health. Check it out at SanitasRadio.com And for MMS or our futuristic metal-cased USB drives with all our seasons and bonus material, go to the Veritas store. To get in touch with us, for member support, media inquiries, suggestions, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower, click on the contact button of our website at VeritasRadio.com Do you ever wonder who you are, where you came from, and what your true purpose is? Were there alien influences behind the rise and fall of Egypt's golden age? Was Akhenaten the last pharaoh entrusted with the sacred and ancient alien knowledge of stargates, free energy, and anti-gravity technologies, and that's why he was murdered? What was the brotherhood of the snake? Was it a secret society of reptilian aliens that sought to destroy Akhenaten and suppress the sacred knowledge of the pharaohs, and it is still alive today? Was the original purpose of the pyramids to transmit energy to expand consciousness? And were they decommissioned after the Great Flood? For answers to these and many more questions, Exavient Hayes is tonight's special guest. Coming up, right now, on Veritas. Exavient Hayes is an American artist and researcher of Earth's ancient past. His interest in esoteric and mysterious works goes back to his early teen years when he was first exposed to the writing of Eric von Daniken. Xavier has maintained a lifelong interest in the pyramids, the Bermuda Triangle, and the legends of Atlantis. Xavier hosts one of the most complete online metaphysical libraries with links and resources to all major works in this field. He's the author of two books, the latest one being Aliens in Ancient Egypt, The Brotherhood of the Serpent, and The Secrets of the Nile Civilization. And you can learn more about Xavier by visiting his website at xavientvision.com, which is also linked at ours. 
and directly from Boulder, Colorado. I'm privileged to welcome Xavier Hayes. Xavier, welcome to Veritas. How are you? I'm doing very good, and uh, thank you for having me on your show. I'm a huge fan. Listen to it all the time. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I just read this book, and, you know, when I saw the title, I, I knew what I was getting into, but you add so much, so much into it. And I think, you know, first of all, I grew up, I was born in one of the corners of the Bermuda Triangle. So I don't have to tell you that from the moment I was born, I've been fascinated with our history. I went to Roman Catholic school and uh, was, you know, put in one silo. And I always wanted to get out of that and ask questions. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know what your upbringing was that brought you to question our history, and maybe we need to demythologize our history. Well, I kind of um, grew up around Lutherans. My grandmother uh, was went to Lutheran church. Uh, that's kind of my first experience uh, with that, and it was cool as a kid. You know, I, I enjoyed her reading to me the illustrated Bible stuff, and you know, it helped fuel my imagination. I think to me, the dinosaurs and early uh, biblical art were. Uh, made a strong impression on me uh, in Seattle. Now, as I got a little older, uh, I, I began living with my my parents, you know, my mother, my father, and uh, my mother always had Buddhist stuff around, uh, the Egyptian cat god, uh, Sekhmet, a statue of her around. Um, so there was no sort of religious dogma stuck on me. I was kind of very fortunate in a way, just even as a teenager, to be able to um, read Chariots of the Gods and study on my own and look into mythologies. And because I was always into Greek mythologies and Roman mythologies and uh, ancient history, so for me it was just on a path from an early age to. Uh, to be curious and look into what I wanted to. And that's how the fascination with Egypt in this book came about because I, you know, has a, I think I was about 12 or 13 when I saw the, my first episode of In Search Of. I remember. It, it blew my mind. Leonard Nimoy and the yeah. music, the intro music, and uh, it was incredible. Uh, so since then, I want to know about those type of things, mysterious, ghosts, UFOs, uh, and I just kind of stuck with it. And when I led to Egypt, you know, always the pyramids and the Sphinx and just kind of researching on my own for a long time. You know, whenever, as a kid, I remember looking, even history books in school where they tell us about Egypt and Egyptian history and they show the pyramids. They just show you the pyramids. And I thought, you know, these incredible structures, and that's all I'm going to be told there's a pyramid, but there's nothing else to it. And maybe the pharaohs were, were buried inside. I always had a hunch that there was something beyond that that we were not being told, including the date in which they were allegedly built. Did you question that, too? Uh, absolutely, from the beginning. And it's kind of funny because last night I was watching a program. Uh, they have a new, I think it was an old series called The Universe, but I guess they, they revamped it and they had a... a a new episode on the pyramids and I just can't, I just cringe <laughs> when I watch the, you know, these horrible, uh, outdated, um, historical disinfo pieces that are on the history channel. Um, cause they don't even, they tell you flat out that it's, you know, for 
a tomb and, you know, the Pharaoh was there, buried there, and he was trying to get to the stars and all this with no proof whatsoever. And uh, it's so it's just the dating of it, keeping it at 4,000 years is on a whole other ridiculous issue. But, yeah, I never I, – I it's, it should be apparent to anybody, especially when you look, because uh, a lot of the pyramids, you could tell where the remodeling was, right? Uh, you know, but in the the oldest parts are at the bottom. So the most ancient megalithic stuff, which they can't explain, uh, is there. And the fact that it's at the bottom means a lot. Usually you see Dr. Sahi Hawaj, and if you see Sahi Hawaj there, you know that they're hiding some truths. But ancient cultures from all parts of the world share myths that speak of evil levels of consciousness, heightened awareness, superior science, sublime art, and secret architecture, dating back tens of thousands of years. Why do you think, Xavier, why do you think that humankind has declined from a high point over the passage of eons from a peaceful, creative society? Uh, you know, we used to share the, the mother principle to now the patriarchal rule of war, which is, at, I think, we are at the highest today. Why do you think that happened? I think that stems from Akhenaten's time and, and the understanding of uh, the universe as cyclical. You know, there are golden ages, dark ages, silver ages. Uh, I believe the original purpose of the pyramids was to keep conscious mankind elevated and to keep us in tune with nature. And uh, because whoever put that together had to understand how it works, you know, up and down and all around, right? So uh, I think those are the original idea for the pyramid field and they're probably decommissioned after the flood that's why there's something still there but it doesn't work basically and whatever presence got involved with controlling uh, mankind's destiny after Akhenaten uh, it had to have, it, it seems likely that it's, it's an evil uh, even an alien presence that dictates and is into this it makes no sense to me that uh, we live in a warlike kingship society, very violent, you know, sacrificial, uh, even now in the height of our technolo technological prowess and, you know, our smartphones and everything, and, and there is a, a mass global awakening, and we live in the most incredible time, but there's also the threat of World War III around the corner, and uh, we live in an era that zombies everywhere because of the pills, and this is a wicked, uh, degenerate, horrible uh, period in history that is the yin and yang, you know, we got the, the bright light that where we're heading to and what, what we could actually accomplish, and then we got the whole war, death, new world order, uh, transhumanism, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's amazing. And I want to dive into all that uh, transhumanism singularity, I want to discuss that too, and also Akhenaten, but what do you think was the main purpose of the pyramids, and I, I mean them plural, not only the Egyptian ones, but all across the world. What do you think the purpose of the pyramids was? Well, as for the, the pyramids in Egypt, the, the, I believe it was the field, at least, is a machine, you know. It was to uplift consciousness. At certain points of time, it was also a beacon, a, like a homing beacon, a light uh, for interstellar travelers. You know, it's if so if you're flying over it was kind of be the guiding place to land. Uh, and this is golden ages. This goes way back. But 
the pyramids seem to be um, the fascination with them at least is a uh, star starbound astro archaeology astrotheology which is permeates all ancient cultures and the understanding of perception and uh so there's a a lot with that now let's talk about Akhenaten for a second because I think he was a fascinating character why was he erased from history and then he resurfaced in the 19th century you know as a disinformation campaign was launched against him and his legacy full force the information was considered too threatening to make public why well because first of all the art was unlike anything they had ever seen uh, and with the art you have the alien representations the elongated skulls a whole bunch of odd stuff so that is one factor uh, the other factors would be if they understood who this man really was is because he was such a threat in his time that they they couldn't really have the true knowledge of him surface. It'd be like Ron Paul or JFK if they were actually victorious. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we, we know that, uh, for a fact, I, I got it from your book, and it's one of my favorite uh, quotes. Where do I have it? Uh, I'll find it in a minute. But it's, you know, where he says that there's something going on behind the scenes, and before he... He leaves this noble office. He will tell the American people, and you know, shortly after he he died. But yeah, seven days after that. Exactly, exactly. Why do you think? And, and while you say it, why do you think he was trying to tell us? JFK was the last real American president. Yeah. Um, in the sense that he was mis misguided. Mis it's hard to explain in, in a way that when you when you're such a noble person and a good person and you, you view the American presidency as a position which you know everyone thinks it should be right uh, but then to find out that <laughs> it's not uh, you know he took the the steps to actually dismantle the power grid and the, the elite and the behind-the-scenes power, you know, the, the the real control, the money masters, the Federal Reserve. He figured all this out. He figured everything out. He, all the way up into the UFO stuff and, the, you know, the fake Cold War with Russia, you know, to get more money because basically NASA, by, by having the, the threat of war and the threat of the space race, NASA was able to fleece taxpayers and, uh, for billions of dollars. So when JFK figured a bunch of stuff out, I mean, he threatened to dismantle the CIA, and I'm sure most of your listeners know uh, know about JFK, how awesome he was. But yeah, he... The Federal Reserve, too. <laughs> yeah, he, he was he, he was murdered, man. Like, there's no... That was the day America died, in my opinion. Um, before my time, like, I, I, I don't know. I was actually with, hanging out with Jay Widener yesterday, and uh, you know, he remembered it. So and it'd be weird to remember that that day. For me, it's I guess it would be nine eleven, but even that didn't fool me. Like I was already awake and aware. And, yeah. You know, up on to the whole scam of that. And, and, and plus, it was intuitive. You know, you just you just, just kind of know like this. This is some Hollywood bullcrap. You know, it just didn't make sense. Yeah. It just didn't feel right. 
Jay Whitener, one a good friend of this show, one of the best uh, alternative research of modern times, in my opinion. Hundred uh, percent agree with you. Yeah, I was hanging out with him yesterday. It was amazing at dinner, and uh, you know, to actually meet someone you respect and admire, and then for them to be actually really cool and and you know, it's it's a it's a great thing that one that happens. Absolutely, I'll send them a note today about that. And and the quote was: "There exists in this country." A plot to enslave every man, woman, and child. Before I leave this high and noble office, I intend to expose this plot. And I know some people say that this quote may not have come from JFK. But you really have to be living under a rug, Xavier, to not know that what he was saying is right. When we have the Federal Reserve... Yeah. Go ahead. Exactly. And there's other. We have, there's a whole bunch of other quotes Like we can 100% prove... <laughs> we're just talking about the same thing so yeah he knew it was up yes the Federal Reserve and to me that's that's number one I mean uh, number one way to get killed to this day even in Akhenaten's time because he, he was he suffered the same fate uh, you figuring out the fra- fraction reserve central banking scam uh, once you figure that out and try to expose it and put it out of business you know people may be saying good. people may be saying Why are you guys talking about the Federal Reserve if if you're talking about ancient Egypt? And you're going to be, you're going to discover how there's some correlation here. And when you said Federal Reserve number one as the reason, I think the Federal Reserve is the number one source of all problems. Central banking, fiat money. And we'll discuss that later too. But speaking of our correlations here, you mentioned the elongated skulls, our mutual friend Brian Forster doing a great job in, in, uh, in, in Peru. Do you think there's a correlation between Egypt and the elongated skulls that we're seeing in Paracas? There has to be because they found elongated skulls in Egypt. Uh, uh, Emery, Walter Emery, found a whole graveyard full of them. And he also found the weird little disc. It looks like a, a wheel or some strange mechanical object in the same area. Plus, we know that in the Ubay culture in Sumeria... Uh, one of the famous archaeologists, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he found, when he was digging up uh, this culture, he found a whole bunch of elongated skulls plus serpentine-looking figures repre- that seem to be representing uh, what they might have actually looked like. So uh, in ancient Egypt, you, it's full of them, uh, especially that's another thing with the art from Akhenaten's period. It was all the elongated skulls. Now, here's <laughs> uh, here's these baffled archaeologists discovering this strange artwork and then seeing pictures and murals of Akhenaten's daughters with elongated skulls and Nefertiti elongated skulls and and then Akhenaten looking like a, a weird gray alien hybrid reptilian you know it's pretty shocking stuff for the early 1900s you include in your book a a map of allegedly included the empire of Atlantis which I found fascinating because I've always suspected this. Many people say, oh, the Egyptians and the the Incas and the Mayans and the Aztecs were not connected whatsoever. Because, you know, we had to wait until Christopher Columbus to, to discover America, which I think is a bunch of, you know what, he just opened the, oh, the, yeah. the, uh, the, the routes from Europe. But when you have Atlantis in the middle and you go around it, of all the coastal areas of, say, Western South America, uh, the upper part of Central America, and even some parts of the United States, and you start looking at everything that's there, 
I mean, look at Machu Picchu, look at, uh, you know, uh, Peru. What's Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.